0: Wretched Radio begins in 3, 2, 1. If there's a culture war, the religious right has started it. The religious right has this book that they're trying to make the world follow. Shutting down government is unbiblical. Because government has a biblical responsibility to care for the poor, they're against poor people.
1: God told me that we are our brother's keeper. The labor movement is our brother's keeper. So help me God.
0: It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Frio.
1: This
2: is Wretched Radio. It is Witness Wednesday. There's a guy walking in front of me, and he's doing about three miles an hour. Hey, young man, while you are uh, walking to class, where are you going right now? Going to Spanish. Going to Spanish. Could I have a conversation with you in English on the radio while you're walking? Sure. Cool. Do you know any Spanish yet? Uh, yeah, I do. Quite a All bit. Right. All right. Uh, tell me, how do you say uh, freakishly skinny? Uh, demasiado delgado. Well done. Delgado? Yeah. Yeah. What's Delgado? Thin, skinny. Thin, skinny. All right. So I'd be a Delgado, right? Yeah. And you'd be a, uh, I don't know. You'd don't... be a unit. <laughs> that's the word. That's an Australian word. Have you ever heard that? No, I haven't. Yeah, guys like you who are kind of, kind of built. Yeah. You're a unit. That's what they All call you. All right. <laughs> so my 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 unit friend, where are you from? I'm from Atlanta. Oh, you're from the Bible Belt. Yeah. <laughs> are you a Bible Belt'er? Uh. Not really (laughs) Ah, I'm looking for a Bible Belt kind of guy Do you ever go to church? Yeah What kind of church do you go to? Episcopalian Terrific Then as an Episcopalian I want to ask you kind of a It maybe sounds like a political question But really it's it's a moral issue Where are you at on the whole Universal health care concept? Should government be providing health care To everybody in this country?
3: Uh, sure, if they can find a way to foot the bill that doesn't increase taxes, but uh, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> okay, so short of that, you're for it. Well, I, I don't think it's a bad idea. I think, this, I think the concept of the safety net in and of itself is a good idea, which is what we already have. Um, I think it's overburdened with a lot of people who don't pay taxes in general, non-citizens and the like. Um, but, you know, it's it's a good concept. I don't know if it needs to be expanded to... Well, no, I want to ask you a question
2: country. now. As an Episcopalian, yeah, what informs you from the Bible, which is I presume is your holy book, what informs you of those sentiments that you just expressed to me? Uh, I don't think it's anything from, from the Bible. I think it's just uh, my view on how government should work. Okay. And so where did that information come from? What convinced you that's the way it should go? Uh...
3: I'm not sure. Probably just uh, growing up, family. I was growing up, and they kind of let me figure stuff out on my own. And that's what I've got. I guess I've come to. You listen to
2: a lot of Rush Limbaugh, haven't
3: you? Uh, no, no, I haven't. No, actually. no. I I would love to see him run over by a bus, but you know. really, how come? Well, that's I not just, very Episcopalian of you. Well, you know, I believe that the masses are uninformed, and to have someone like him, you know, leading. No, I, the no, charge. I have. I have to tell you.
2: I thought you just told me that you never listened to him. I don't. My but you think I, he should be run over by a bus?
3: I do. I've heard what he says. His quote show up everywhere. I mean, he's got like what a five hundred million dollar contract to
2: do what he does. He so. Makes a lot of dough. Yeah, he does. So. Yeah. All right. Now tell me, as an Episcopalian, it sounds like you're sort of Episcopalian. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, more or less.
3: I don't. I think I kind of tend to keep it separate from a lot of things just because it makes life easier. In what regard? Um. You know, just I. I think that. Uh. You know, there's. You know, living. Living by. What you believe, especially religiously, it's, that's one way to do it. I don't necessarily uh, choose to do that. I think you can you can have some separation from you know your day to day life, and then you know what you do outside of you know your, your normal interactions. You know, school, work,
2: what right. have you. So okay, so let me let me try to let me try to write a parable. Do you know what that is? Kind of a yeah. story to bring about a point. Right? right. If I told you that I'm a member of PETA, mm-hmm. right? And I go to a PETA meeting on occasion, right. probably about Christmas and Easter, go to a PETA meeting. But then during the day, I'm busy strangling cats. Mm. What would you think about me? I would think you're a very confused individual. Okay. Is my parable accurate? In what, in what regard? You just said you've got religious beliefs, but they don't inform the rest of your day, or you keep them kind of separate. Um... You're not no, going to hurt me, are you? Because no, you're a no, unit no. and I'm a Delgado. No, Remember.
3: It's, it's not I I don't think it's entirely accurate. I mean, you could, you know, believe that. I mean, obviously, if you look through history, you can find several examples of people who, you know, believed one set of things, then they went off and did a totally different, you know...
2: Those I guess people I'm are called hypocrites, aren't they? Yeah. Generally. I mean, but... So is it that you maybe just don't believe the Episcopalian stuff very much and it really doesn't make its way into your life? Because otherwise you would be a hypocrite.
3: Uh, not necessarily. I think if I think if I look over my life and you know compare and contrast, it would probably be pretty similar. But it wouldn't be because of what I
2: believe. So have you lived by the standards of the Bible? Not always, at all. But not everyone does. Oh, I I agree with that. Right. Yeah. So for instance, have you? I think lying is an anti-biblical principle. How many right. lies have you told in your life? Uh, not too many. I try. To, I frown upon lying. In general. Yeah, I hate lying too. But you've done it, right? Yeah, it okay. So you've failed on that standard. Sure. Okay. How many times? I'll give you a, a biblical quote. You ready? Yeah. Jesus said, "You've heard it said of old, don't commit adultery." Mm-hmm. I say, if you look at a woman with lust, you've committed adultery in your heart. Have you ever been guilty of that? Um. Sure. I mean, but I haven't been married. You know, I haven't been. Yeah, that's the point, though. You don't have to be. Okay. Look, lust, guilty. Okay. Well, then, sure. Or I think you, a lot of guys are. Yeah, I I would guess every guy is, frankly. Yeah. Right. You know, maybe even worse looking at pornography or even fornicating right. would be even magnified even worse, but I want to ask you those personal questions. Right. All right. What about mm, stealing? Ever stolen anything, even no. small, from your parents? No. Nothing? No. Nope. Okay, downloading music? No. Nope. Alright. Giving your employer everything yeah. that you should give? Yeah right. Okay, so you haven't stolen, no. but you've lied. Yeah. And you've lusted. Which sure. it's adultery of the heart. Have you ever taken God's name in vain? Uh yeah. Probably in extreme moments of anger. I'm sure I have. That's a big no, no? Yeah, no. And if you've been really angry, Jesus said that if you're angry with somebody without cause, you're in danger of judgment because you're a murderer at heart. You don't have to commit the act. Think it guilty. Interesting. Sure.
3: Yeah. No, I don't think I've I don't think I've ever been angry at someone without cause. I try to I try to let a lot of stuff go. You know, it's but it's right happened. Yeah. Driving on the roads, especially here in Atlanta. Yeah, I really don't get road rage. I got over. I got learned to get over that quickly. So.
2: Yeah. Sounds like you had it in the past, maybe.
3: No. I mean, it's just it's just the way it is. You, you okay. adapt to your surroundings, and you know, it's not for certain people, certain people, certain situations. Find themselves challenged in different
2: ways. Yeah. So. Okay. So here's here, let's let's try to summarize our little situation here. Okay. You die. Mm-hmm. God judges you. He opens up the books on your life, every thought, every word, every deed, everything that you failed to do. Mm-hmm. Do you think that he's going to bang his gavel and say innocent or guilty? Couldn't tell you. Well, Honestly, couldn't tell you. Well, he just you just confessed to me. Yeah. That you've broken the laws. Yeah. Sounds like a guilty to me. Well, it depends on all
3: you know, that you know. There's the whole concept of forgiveness. You know, I mean, I, you know, I don't think I've ever tried to put myself above any of those laws ever intentionally. And if I do, you know, I'd, I've regretted it. You know, so it's well, that's good. I mean, a
2: criminal should regret his crimes, right. But he's still guilty, right? He's still guilty, no matter how so many tears he sheds. Still guilty. But is it one strike you're out? Well, actually, according to the Bible. It is. All liars will have their part in a lake of fire. You break one law, you're guilty of breaking all of them. True, because it demonstrates that you're a lawbreaker. You're against the law. and The law is God, right? Then so for the guilty,
3: for the you know, for the literal, literal interpretation of all parts of the Bible, you know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that would be seemingly contradictory, especially New Testament versus Old, and depending on how you know a
2: specific church you know determines that they should interpret. I'm going to quote a verse for you. Okay. And you tell me what this means, right? You're just going to have to trust I'm doing this accurately, okay? okay? God, the just judge of all the world, will judge all people according to what they have done. And he will pour out his anger and his wrath on everybody who refuses to repent, who practices evil deeds, and lives for himself. There will be trouble and calamity on that day. Can you give me an interpretation of that?
3: Hmm. I would, I think that would probably tend to say that, you know, I guess at, at the at the final judgment, whether it be the final judgment or the final judgment of said person, that, you know, according to how that person has
2: lived, God will judge accordingly, you know, and by His stance. pour out His wrath on anybody who's broken the law. Right. And you've broken the law and failed to repent. And failed to repent. Exactly so you'd be in god's scope then right i think i've repented for what i've done
3: and if i if, if i've ever done something to break any one of the commandments what does it mean to repent i think to repent means to not not just be truly
2: sorry for but to make corrective action and not do i ag- i agree that with you again. there's there's one other thing though about about being forgiven by god mm-hmm. it uses two words repentance and faith you need to do that thing you just described in repentance just say I'm absolutely guilty I mean there's no question about it I'm going to get ground to powder I'm in big trouble but Jesus died for my sins he shed his blood that I could be forgiven he took the punishment I deserved and you trust that that it's true and it actually happened yeah And if you repent and put your trust in him, then your sins can be forgiven based on what Jesus did, but not because you're really sorry or you've tried to do some good things. Right. Being saved by grace through faith in Jesus. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Have you done that? I believe so. So if I got all your pals together and I said, hey, what's the most important thing in his life? What does he love more than anything else? What would they say? You know, I don't know. Because a lot of my friends, you know, they are part of my faith, so... I wouldn't, they, oh. you know, they wouldn't see me in that setting. I'm not your judge. Right. Okay. So as you're walking to Spanish class, mm-hmm. whether it's in Spanish or English, be thinking, wow, is God the primary affection of my life? Mm-hmm. Because if you're living in a way that demonstrates he's not, then maybe you haven't repented and put your trust in Jesus. Fair enough? Fair enough. Hey, young man, thank you for not hurting the skinny guy. <laughs> no problem. All right, man. All right. Thanks for chatting with me. I thank appreciate you. it very much. All right. See you. That was a unit and this is wretched radio ah some good news two encouragements from the tomorrow clubs they have hundreds of weekly kids meeting clubs in eastern europe but now they've expanded to africa Your support will help the Tomorrow Clubs open up even more Tomorrow Clubs and reach even more kids with the gospel. Please consider becoming a ministry partner at tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched, tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched.
1: Are you tired of the endless scrolling and mindless internet browsing? Well you can absolutely break free from the digital realm and enter the Bible zone. This month, we invite you to unlock the power of the scriptures with our exclusive Bible zone bundle. With the Bible zone bundle, not only will you learn to read your Bible better, but you'll also desire to read it more. This $100 value is available all month long for only $39.99. Buckle up and get ready to enter the Bible zone by picking up the Bible zone bundle including herman who it's not greek to me drive by theology jesus unmasked plus all four study guides to go along with the resources all for 39.99 but only during the month of august visit wretched.org bible zone right now to place your order but hurry up before time runs out
2: You're familiar with this sound. You're sitting in church. Your pastor is preaching. You have your John MacArthur study Bible open. The pastor is reading the scripture. And all of a sudden you hear everybody in church turning the page because they all have the same MacArthur study Bible. Why? Because it is so helpful to be able to read study notes underneath the verses to really grasp what God's word is trying to teach. How would you like to share the joy of putting a John MacArthur Study Bible into the hands of a believer in the Philippines. They typically make about $12 to $15 per, not hour, per day. It's a luxury item, and it would be such a blessing. $25 a Bible, four Bibles, $100, or perhaps you could send a Bible to a brother or sister in the Philippines every single month. Would you please consider doing that to bring joy to our brothers and sisters? Wretched.org
0: Bible. Important dates in Christian history. 1910 to 1915. The Fundamentals are published and demonstrate the great divide in American Christianity, known as the Modernist Fundamentalist Controversy. Fundamentalists began to set themselves apart from society as a witness for Christ. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel.
2: We are here at Georgia Tech. Hey, do you know what they're building back there? Do you have any idea?
4: Yeah, the new undergraduate... Undergraduate place an undergraduate place for,
2: uh, to help out undergrads, I guess. So it has something to do with undergrads, That's yeah, so what you're saying. It's early now. <laughs> you're an undergrad, aren't you? I am. I'm a freshman. Oh, you're a freshman. Have you been getting... You want to, I'll walk with you and talk on the radio. Right. Is, that, is that cool? Yeah, it's cool. Where are you from, dude? Virginia. Virginia. It's lovely there. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. What are you studying here at Georgia Tech? Aerospace. Yee, you're going to be a rocket scientist. Hopefully. You're a real scientific kind of guy, I'm guessing. Numbers sort of deal, right? Right, math. Mm-hmm. But here you grew up in the Bible Belt. Right? Uh Virginia's not much of a bible belt compared to the south. It's not a big religious place. Okay, so you're not a religious guy.
4: I'm not as religious as other people, but I'm also not as non-religious as other people.
2: Okay, okay then in your own terms, how how what are you? What am I? I mean, Christian. I'm it's, You're a kind of Christian. I
4: mean, not an on-fire Christian. Was, I'm, I I wasn't a church, you know, twice a week kind of person. I was a church, you know, once a month. And my churches weren't the like most serious of
2: types. You know? They were more the laid-back casual. Cool so. music, great youth programs? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, hip youth pastor? Yeah. All right, so if I had to describe your Christianity, you're not hot, but you're not cold. You're lukewarm. I'm, I'm lukewarm, that's a good way to put it. Do you know what the Bible says about lukewarm Christians? Uh, it's probably not good. I do. What does it say? It's, it says, yeah, no, I can. It's it's right. Revelation chapter 3, last book in the Bible. Uh-huh. It says that lukewarmness... Those Christians who are lukewarm. Mm, you know, you ever drink lukewarm stuff? Yeah. All Have right. a lukewarm watermelon? It's not alright. And you know you want, want it hot or cold. There's no lukewarm chocolate. It's hot chocolate, right? Right, there you go. You want to eat cold, or cold chocolate. Yeah, well there's a candy bar for that. Okay. Jesus will spew them out of his mouth on judgment day. Thanks, mm-hmm. Scoob. There's a thought for you. Are you sure you're lukewarm? I'm pretty sure I'm lukewarm. So, so do you believe everything in the Bible? No. I oh, sure.
4: Everything, Don't no you? matter what. Like, I'm
2: everything. No. Why do you believe
4: everything in the Bible?
2: Oh, because well, for a lot of reasons. It's uh, it answers all the questions of life. It's consistent. It always makes sense. And it is the only thing that has helped me with my horrible conscience.
4: So. You know, but, but why? You never told me, why in the first place to believe in the Bible? Did someone give you this and tell you, hey, read this is true? Or did you just decide for yourself it's
2: all true? Very good question. All right, here's the situation. When I was a kid, I had a horrible fear of dying. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. You ever have that fear? Uh, occasionally, actually. I used to wake up. With the shakes? You, yeah, I was thinking I would die the next day. And here was the, here was the, I just knew that if I, I knew there was a God. Just knew it. That's it. Why, though? I, just, I mean,
4: he, that's not a good answer. You can't just, because there's no way to argue with that. You can't just be like, "Oh no, one guy came okay, and told me." Okay, all right. Me, well, hold on. Okay, you're you're, a running, you're
2: you're a logic guy. Terrific. All right, <laughs> here's the logic behind it. All right, because I, I think you know it too, which is uh, why you were scared to die. I think it's. I, don't, I mean, I, don't, I didn't really think of religion when I was thinking about. Being per, of dying. Perhaps not. But why were you scared of dying? Because I realized, you know, what's the point of life then? Well, and what's going to happen to me when I die? Okay.
4: Not really. Th- that. Okay. Wait here. Like- let me
2: let me try to let me try to make my point mm-hmm. by going into your brain for a second. All right. Okay. Into your conscience. The same thing that was troubling me when I was a kid. I, I was a bad kid. Okay. And I just knew if there was a God, and I had a strong sense there was, and I think the creation proves that there's a creator. I think we see that supported, but universally. Every society has some form of religion Because there's something inside that says, yeah, there's a God
4: wait, 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 one sec You're getting on topic how every society has some form of religion right. Why is your religion right And why is every other society else's religion wrong
2: Well, that, that's that's your original question So we're still on track here Yeah, well, right? yeah
4: but why, why, you didn't answer that question I'm, I'm trying, okay, right? let, me,
2: let me answer my, the question by asking you some questions okay. Alright, I'm going to do a Bill Clinton <laughs> on you Alright, when I was a kid, I was scared Okay. Right. because I knew that I'd done wrong And I knew that if God judged me, big trouble for me all right and i suspect that's the same thing that you've thought or should think and i'm going to try to help that happen right now and i'm going to be trying to answer your big question i'm not avoiding it all right young man as you've been walking on this campus today lots of girls here yes comparatively no but yes there's girls here oh there's plenty right and have you ever looked at any of those girls and had thoughts that were, well, inappropriate for a gentleman.
4: Um, actually not, I would be honest with you, I actually haven't. I do
2: have a girlfriend back home. Okay, do you ever lust for her? Yes. Okay, so you've lusted, right? Right, Okay. that's against the Bible. That's against the Bible, exactly. it's like adultery so. of the heart. Right. Uh-oh. So. Uh oh! So done you're saying everybody,
4: every single guy, you know, who has these kind of thoughts is going against the Bible? Yes. Yes. And you said you cannot go against the Bible. That's, that's right. considered that's considered a lukewarm Christian. So not considered to me, a sinner. Okay, it's considered a sinner. But also since he's not following everything in the Bible, like you said earlier, it's a lukewarm Christian, and lukewarm Christians are going to be uh, kicked out of heaven and go to hell. So every guy who is lustful for a girl will go to hell.
2: Let me try to dismantle that. All right, I'm still—I haven't forgotten your question either. Okay. By the way, all right, lukewarm Christians. Okay. I have to confess, to you, I kind of mangled that Bible verse to make a point. Okay, I, I twisted scripture a little bit, but Jesus' point is still the same. If you don't act like you love God more than anything else. It means you're not a Christian. Okay. It means you're a false so, convert. So you're you're as a not thing as a Christian. That's right. You're not a Christian at all. Okay. You just you maybe have deceived yourself or you have convinced yourself because it makes your conscience feel a little bit better. Okay. But you've really created an idol in your heart so and you're in your mind. They're all or nothing. Yeah, that's what Jesus said. Okay. You pick up your cross. You follow him.
4: So you, we, I mean, I mean, you know, I told you earlier, I'm aerospace. I look up. Yeah. Where's
2: space in the Bible? Where's Pluto? Where's Mars? The heavens declare the glory of God. Day after day, they speak without saying a word. God put this amazing space out there to scream to you, I made it. So, earth is the center of everything, right? Is that
4: what you are saying? So, he made earth, and then everything else, the heavens?
2: Uh, was so, it the center of it? Well, I mean, it depends on if you're talking teleology or if you're talking cosmologically. God's the center of everything. Where the earth fits in it, so, kind okay, of irrelevant. Wait, so it's not this, the point.
4: We have earth and everything else is heaven, right? Sure. Okay, so, you know, it was pretty much proved that the universe is infinitely growing. Einstein proved that, universe is infinite. Now, I'm sure you know what infinite means. Yeah, oh yeah, okay, yeah. You know, yeah. it goes on forever. Yeah. The universe is infinitely growing. There's possibility of other life <laughs> on other planets. So <laughs> how do you explain that life? Since that life is considered part of the heavens because it's earth and everything else is the heavens, that means they are born in the heavens already. So you're saying if we find another human on a far, far away solar system, that human is in heaven already.
2: No. Why
4: not? You said it's it's earth. Okay. Okay. All right.
2: right. We'll do this quick, and I want to get back to your conscience. The heavens are up there. Okay? All that stuff out there that we see. There's the stuff that we breathe. There's the stuff above it. Then way out there, where God's dwelling is right now, I can't tell you where it is up there. Okay. Okay? But it's not this whole place. All right? Back to heaven for a second. Uh All right? So you've lost it. Right? And maybe worse. Right. Maybe Um, actually committed the act of fornication. Maybe looked at pornography, a filthy thing to do. Maybe. God knows, because he sees behind closed doors. He sees in a darkened room what's going on. And if you have broken that, you're an adulterer at heart, you're a fornicator, you are a... A pornographer, sinner. you're a sinner, right? Right. Means I'm
4: done going to hell, unless I repent for my sins, that's right. How do you know stuff about Christianity?
2: Well done. All right, and you know what it means to repent? Yeah, to pretty much say I'm sorry, and I will try not to do it again. Yeah, and you also put your trust in Jesus, your Savior, the God Man who died you're, to satisfy the wrath away, of you're God. You're going away from the question. No, here's no, no. Here's why. No, okay. no. Here's the original question. Why Christianity? All right. Yeah. Why? All right. Okay. That's one of them. I knew that if I died and I was judged for my thought life for my deeds, for my mouth, for my heart, Uh that God should send me to hell. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. So I took a look at all the religions that were out there. And the only religion that could calm my conscience, that was unique and different, was Christianity. And here's why. Every other religion, every single religion, says that you've got to do good things to get to heaven. Every single one. Or to be reincarnated. Or to go to paradise with some virgins. you got to do certain things. Christianity says something radically different. Christianity says all you've done are bad things. All you've done is sinned. You've lied. You've stolen. You've taken my name in vain. You dishonored your parents. You dishonored authority. You're an adulterer at heart. All of, I, and, and, and I agreed. Right. And Christianity is the only religion that, that says you you're not through. good. But because Jesus is good, the wrath of God can be satisfied by his perfect sacrifice and perfect life. So that if I'll repent and put my trust in him, I can go to heaven based on his merits, not mine. Okay, and it's the sense. only thing that made me go, oh, oh that's such good news. Right, right,
4: okay, but let's let's look back to like, say, 3,000 years ago. There was no Christianity, am I right? It was, you had Greek gods, you had Roman gods, right? Sure, okay, sure. So the way they came up with the religion is they saw lightning. And they're like, oh, lightning, I can't explain that. That's God doing it. Okay. They saw an earthquake. I, oh, I can't explain that. It's God doing that. Right. So wait, wait, now science has disproved that, am I right? Okay, so now there's a new God. There's, you know, there's Jesus. There's the Christianity God. And, you know, they're saying now oh, God created the earth, God created the heavens, but now it's a matter of time before science disproves that too. Why, why do you think
2: Christianity is any different from the other religions that have been disproven? I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you why. Because yeah. those other religions weren't disproven by science. They dwindled because people discovered they weren't true, okay? The God of the Bible says that He controls the weather and the lightning. And I got to tell you, I watch the weather forecast enough to know that we don't have a handle on it. Right. But something like does. There's, there must have, be an have... uncaused causer, there must be an unmoved mover. Right, earthquakes. I, How about, let's look at earthquakes. Well, we, we can I, I, prove account, earthquakes. account for the stuff my Scientific friend, where did it all come from?
4: There's theories of evolution you that got are a theory, right? Right, that's what I'm saying. Science starts with theories and goes into law, yeah. Science starts into theories, but and they goes into evolution
2: law. and science can't answer where all the stuff came not from, yet. can they? No,
4: no, I'm, I'm so um, you I are believing
2: in blind faith.
4: No, I'm not believing,
2: I haven't said what wow. I, I
4: said. I have not said what I believed in yet.
2: Well, I think it's kind of obvious, no, I'm, dude. Hold on, gotta take a break. We'll keep chatting, all right? All right, I'm going to my dorm right now. Well, hold on, I'll walk you that far, okay. all right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I wonder why I'm sweating. Is it the walking or the talking? It's Wretched Radio.
1: And it's now time for a Wretched News break here on Wretched Radio. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Well, we start with the land of 10,000 lakes or start in the land of 10,000 lakes, Minnesota, where a new law is being called into question as it prevents the public from from knowing the fate of newborns who survive abortions. The law went into effect on August 1st and it exempts healthcare providers from disclosing information about babies born alive during abortions. You know, I honestly didn't think there could be a law on the books that was even more barbaric than murdering unborn babies for no reason at all. But this just takes that and somehow makes it even worse. Now to California, where a recent school board meeting at the Chino Valley Unified School District witnessed an eruption over a new policy that requires parental notification when a student requests change of gender. The policy passed with a 4-1 majority, and those who oppose it say, hey, this is like outing children to their parents. You know, I remember a time when there was nothing a child could out to their parents because their parents were the safe place for them to go. Well, our next story takes us to Hawaii, but not on vacation. The State Department of Health has instructed staff and graduate students not to record the LGBTQ status of minors they work with, keeping it hidden from their parents. Again, why are we keeping things about minor children from their parents? Their caretakers. Their guardians, the ones making all of the decisions about these young people, why are we keeping things from them? That should be a violation that sends someone to prison. And on a side note, I heard Auto Trader is also attempting to get into the business of parenting. That's right. Auto Trader, you know, the vehicle marketplace, well, they recently fired an employee for opposing the promotion of certain ideologies at her child's school. An auto trader? Well, you know, they didn't like that, so they fired the lady. Maybe they should stick to selling cars and leave the parenting to parents? That'd be a pretty novel idea, I think. The Children's Hospital in Colorado had a change of heart, maybe, because they have decided to put a halt to transgender surgeries on adults who identify as transgender. Their decision, says, comes from an unusually high number of referrals. That's what happens when something becomes trendy. And in persecution news, Pastor Davidson Okorori, a pastor in Uganda, was attacked and injured while he officiated a funeral recently. The pastor was attempting to discuss both Christian and Islamic doctrines to balance the funeral, but he found himself on the receiving end of stones to the head thrown by hardline Muslims. It didn't take too kind of him attempting to balance this funeral. And that is our daily reminder to please make sure that you continue praying for all of our persecuted brothers and sisters abroad. And that's been today's Wretched News break. More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Books of the Bible.
0: The Apostle John wrote a second epistle, which warned about false teachers who take advantage of Christian hospitality to spread false doctrine. As you continue to walk in love, be careful to distinguish between truth and error. False teachers have no fellowship with God. Therefore, God's people are to have no fellowship with false teachers. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Hey, young
2: man, where did you say that you're walking to? Is that that direction? Yeah. Cool. Can I walk and talk with you on the radio while you're going to... What are you going to? Uh, calculus. Where are you from, dude? Chicago. Chicago. You're, that's that's amazing. And why are you here? I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. I wasn't talking philosophy. Why are you on this campus? But um, well, More interesting, why, why are you here? Philosophically, as long as you brought it up, why are you here? What's the point? What do you do? What's life about? I don't know. No one can know that answer. I can. What? I do. What's the answer there? Uh the, the correct answer is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. Oh, well. Yeah. That's it. That's why you're here, to glorify God and enjoy him forever. Do you believe in God? Not really. <laughs> okay, well, that's a problem. Why not? Because I just
5: can't believe that. It's, I don't know. It's... All
2: right. By the time we catch up to that guy in front of us with the backpack, I can prove to you that God exists, even though I think you already know it. Okay? All right. We're walking by a fence, right? Yeah. Who made it? He did. <laughs> yeah, somebody made Someone. it, and designed it, right? Yeah. Okay, now look around at the trees. They're beautiful, at the skies, at the heavens, at the clouds, at the stars. Look at your hand. Who made all that? Nothing? <laughs> ah, somebody made it. Somebody made you. Somebody, look at it. Hey, dude, look at this cat's on the hunt. Cool. Somebody made that cat who's on the hunt for a mouse right there. It's God. There you go. That's how you know God exists, because you look around and the heavens declare that God exists. There you have it. Convinced? That quite yeah let me try another let me try another angle I want to probe into your conscience for a minute because I think God made you and I think he gave you a conscience to know that you've sinned against him okay do you think you've sinned against God no no how many lies have you told in your life a lot <laughs> okay that would be a lot of sins alright how many times have you looked with lust in your life Sometimes, yes. So that would be a sometimes luster, right? Yes. All right, how many times have you taken God's name in vain, blasphemed God's name? Sometimes. All right, so you're a blasphemer, right? Have you ever stolen anything? Maybe, doesn't have to be maybe. from a... All right. all right, so if you've stolen a couple of things, what does that make you? Thief, I guess. All right, so you just told me you're a thief, you're a liar, you're a blasphemer and an adulterer, and your conscience should be going, he's right? And that God who made everything is gonna judge me and I'm in big trouble. And it's your conscience that should be screaming to you, I better figure out who it is. So I think your conscience and creation supports the knowledge that you have already inside of you that says there is a God. There you go. Convinced yet? Convinced that I should
5: I should be a better person, but I'm not convinced that it
2: Because I think that's your conscience. That thing God put inside of you to tell you that you've done right or wrong. Now, here's, here's the problem, though, my young friend. You've demonstrated that you're not a good person. You're like the rest of us. You fall short. Now, the God who made everything, and it's a big everything out there. You die, hard to imagine, but if you died, he judges you. Would he find you innocent or guilty? Guilty? If you're guilty before a holy God who can't have sin in his presence, who hates lusting, who hates pornography or fornication or dishonoring parents or using his name in a low way, what would he do with you? Send you to heaven? Or would he send you to hell? Probably hell. Probably definitely, huh? Yeah. But, I mean, there's so many people
5: that sin. How can you send all of them to hell?
2: Yeah, that's. I think that's an accurate observation. Everybody breaks those laws and that's exactly what the Bible says. So I would summarize it and say, everybody should go to hell. That's what we all deserve. But that doesn't mean everybody does. Are you familiar with Christianity at all? Yeah, well I went to church a while ago. And what did they tell you God did so that you and I don't have to go to hell? Forgive. Well that's in there, but what did he do? Because a judge can't just say, I forgive everybody I'm going to let all the criminals go. He'd be unjust. But a just judge recognizes that he must punish unless somebody pays the fine for the criminal. Who paid the fine for you, the criminal? Uh, Jesus? That's right. That's what, what the Bible teaches. God himself took on human form lived a perfect life that you and I couldn't live, took the punishment that you deserve so that your court case could be dismissed so that you could be forgiven for breaking God's laws and he could take you to heaven so that for all of eternity, every created being is going to go, wow, what a God. He saved that wretched sinner from Chicago. And in doing that, God will be glorified. Remember, Your, your chief aim is to glorify God. So the best way that you can glorify God is by getting your sins forgiven and going to heaven so that he can look like a great God. That's why you're here. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> do you know what the Bible says you must do now that you've heard this good news? Uh, repent? Yes, sir. Well done. <laughs> do you know what that means? Uh,
5: confess your sins to... Yeah, I guess. Yeah,
2: it's Yeah, it's, it's, that's part of it, but it's also saying you're sorry, coming clean, and turning from them. And putting your trust in Jesus, you repent and trust the Savior. Then God adopts you. He makes you his child. You go to heaven because of what Jesus did. Repentance and faith. And then you'll glorify God for forever. Okay. All right. Now you learned what you're supposed to be doing. All right? All right. Goodbye. Study hard. Okay. Sir, may I sit down with you and chat with you for a moment? Specifically on the radio? Sure. What are you reading? Uh, After the Fact, Art of Historical Detection the art of historical detection yeah all right is that kind of the point is to try to go back and unearth history so we can figure out what happened
5: back then and why it happened yeah
2: uh, what about or does this have anything to do i don't suppose it does with origins like how did we get where did we come from not really no, no. you got a cross on your neck are you yeah. a christian i'm catholic Yeah. you're a catholic is that different than being a christian no same same thing okay what does a catholic believe how wh- where do you think we came from what do you mean where we came from? Uh, were we big bang? Did God make the place? No, like God made everyone. Really? Yeah. That's how I believe anyway. All right. Now you're here studying what? Biomedical engineering. Oh, because you're a science guy, right? So you don't go for that evolution
5: business? I mean, I don't, I don't think it is because of evolution. You don't think so? No. You're kind of a minority. You know that, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I mean, it's not a big deal, but...
2: Is that a big issue on this campus? It's not really something we talk about. Do you talk about your faith a lot on this campus? Like, in groups, yeah, like with my friends and stuff. What? Okay, I'm a complete stranger. What do you think is going to happen to me when I die?
5: I mean, it just depends on what kind of person you were. Okay, I'm a pretty bad person. I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't know if I believe in hell to tell you the truth. I do. You do? Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Best
2: concept. It's wonder. Oh, here's why. When you see criminals on the news, it's good that they go to jail, yeah. right? When people break the laws, they they, sh- they should get punished for doing wrong. That's what hell's all about. Lawbreakers getting what they deserve. It's a good thing because I like justice.
5: Well, yeah, but I mean, I also believe in second chances. Like I, I believe like everybody makes mistakes. I agree. How many mistakes have you made? <laughs> I don't even know. How many
2: lies have you told? Not many, But you've told some? Yeah. How many times have you lusted sitting on this bench today or even today? None. Yesterday? No. In your life? You don't lust? Do we both understand what the word lust is? For sure. So, in looking at a woman walking by, you've never had lustful thoughts. You've never looked at images, whether in People magazine or pornography on the internet. You've never done
5: that. I mean, not really. Like, maybe it's happened, like, once or twice. Like, when you see, like... Okay. Hot chick, but I mean. Okay, so you've seen a really hot chick. All right, and you recognize she's hot. Well, yeah.
2: That's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. All righty then. Yeah. So you've done that. All right. Have you ever taken God's name in vain? No. Ever? Mm-hmm. All right. Have you always uh, loved everybody the way you're supposed to? Mostly everyone, yeah. Ever been angry at somebody? Yeah. So you haven't loved everybody the way you're supposed to? Well, I mean, just
5: because you're angry at someone doesn't mean you don't love them.
2: Well, but what the Bible says, though, is that you're a murderer at heart, right? Isn't that what Jesus said? You're in danger of the judgment because you were unjustly angry at somebody?
5: I mean, I don't know if it was unjustly. I had a reason. (laughs) All
2: right. But you're driving down the road. Somebody pulls a bonehead move. And in no uncertain terms, you let them know what you think about their poor driving skills. You know what I'm talking about. You just get angry. You think somebody's an idiot, a fool, a jerk, or you do something worse. Yeah. Murder of the heart, right? Okay, and all those times that you've done those things, you were dishonoring your parents, right? <laughs> I guess, yeah. Because right, that's one of the commandments, yeah. isn't it? All right, so you were talking about getting to heaven by being good. Sounds to me like you haven't been
5: good. Well, I mean, I've been pretty good. But not perfect. Well, I mean, you don't have to be perfect. Sure you do. No, you don't. That doesn't even make sense. Nobody's perfect. I agree with that, but that doesn't mean that you can go to heaven. Why not? Like, just because uh, like people
2: made mistakes in their lives. It's true, but that would be like a criminal pleading. But judge, everybody speeds. Judge, everybody rapes women. He's not going to say, well, if everybody does it, then I'm going to let them go. Just because everybody's broken the laws doesn't mean that everybody should go to heaven. That's true. Right? Yeah. So if you, if you died, where would you go? Hopefully heaven. But it doesn't sound like you've done everything good to get there isn't God perfect and holy and how could he possibly have sin in his presence especially when he hates it so much I don't know conundrum eh yeah what's your first name young man Evie Evie yeah it's nice to meet you nice to meet you too we gotta uh, do a do commercial okay alright and then we'll come back and we'll finish up this little chat fair enough yeah you're a gentleman righty. we'll come back with Evie where did that name come from Albania really borders on the Adriatic you know how I know that? Mm-hmm. I watch Cheers. Oh, okay. right. This is Wretched Radio. Busy, busy, busy. Last year, Preborn Ministries provided over 92,000 ultrasounds. 54,000 babies were saved. 69 ultrasound machines were placed. 10,000 people responded to the gospel. Preborn Ministries with trained specialists, which is why the success rates are so staggeringly high at saving lives with preborn. Please consider supporting preborn at preborn dot org slash wretched slash wretched.
1: Hey, thanks for listening to Wretched Radio today. First of all, I want to say a huge thank you to all of you who enjoy our resources and listen to our programs. It's because of folks like you that we can continue to share the gospel far and wide. We know you're no stranger to our store at wretched.org and for that, we are truly grateful. Have you ever prayerfully considered becoming an ongoing monthly Wretched Gospel partner? Look, no pressure. It's just an amazing way that we can together share the life-changing message of our Lord Jesus Christ. And let's be honest, who doesn't want to be a part of that? You don't have to worry about your money or where it goes because we're members of the ECFA, which means we couldn't waste your money even if we wanted to, but we don't want to. In fact, 83% of every dollar you give goes directly to ministry. That is a verifiable fact. So if you're ready to jump on board, just visit wretched.org donate or text the word wretched to the number 44321. Wretched, amazing grace, amazing gospel. So there you are on your
2: Googler machine, trying to find a restaurant. What do you look for? Ratings and reviews. If it gets lots of stars, positive reviews, chances are pretty good you're gonna go there. Question, would you be inclined to go to a restaurant that had a 98% approval rating and rave reviews? I suspect you would. MetaShare, affordable biblical health sharing, has a 98% approval rating. 400,000 members strong, sharing one another's health care bills, saving billions of dollars over the years, saving families on average $500 a month. And 98% of the members of MediShare give it a hearty thumbs up. I encourage you to call them and see if MediShare is right for you and your family. 1-844-34-BIBLE. 1-844-34-BIBLE for MediShare
0: know your reformers william tyndale provided the first complete translation of the new testament into english in 1526 while he was imprisoned for the crime of translating the bible he continued to translate the old testament until he was strangled and burned at the stake in 1536 this is wretched radio with todd friel do you know the geography of Albania?
2: I do, because I studied hard-watching Cheers. It's Wretched Radio. I'm sitting on a bench at Georgia Tech with Evie from Albania. It does border on the Adriatic, doesn't it? It does. What are the main exports? Uh, I'm not I know sure. this. Coal and zinc. <laughs> yeah. All right. what, are the, what are the main religions in Albania?
5: Uh, it's either Catholicism or Islam or is Muslim. Yeah. What, what's the breakdown? Percentage-wise. Uh, like... It's about Like 70-30 Catholicism
2: Oh is that right? Yeah What about Like like a Christian Or Evangelical Or Baptist Or Methodist Any of those? I'm not really sure Not much? So it's predominantly Catholic Yeah Alright Is there a lot of tension In that country? Yeah Always Violence? (laughs) Yeah Based as best you can tell is it mostly Muslim Islamic violence toward the Catholics or Catholics towards the Muslims?
5: I don't. I don't think it's much violence between like religious areas. Just between like different ge- geographical areas, like in Kosovo, between like the Serbs and the Albanians, there's always violence there. But isn't it, but it aren't there? Isn't really there some religious tension involved with those? Yeah, there's like some just because most like most of like northern Albanians are Islamic. Right. So I'm guessing, yeah, probably. (laughs) Yeah.
2: All right. And you've been living in the country since you were a child, really, right? Right. But you're Roman, Catholic, and Albanian. Yep. Okay. Right before we took a break, Evie, we were talking about our little human conundrum. Yep. That if you and I got judged by God, broken the laws, God should send him to hell. And that's a depressing thought. Yeah. And there's something about us that really hopes, wow, I hope God is more merciful and loving than that. Yeah. Right? Because otherwise we're in big trouble. Yeah. But here's the tension, Evie. Let's just say God is loving. But he's also just We've now got tension Right God is loving and merciful And he'd like to forgive sinners like us But he's just So he's got to punish lawbreakers So he can't turn a blind eye to justice And say Well I'm just going to let Evie go Because I'm a nice God Yeah Somebody's got to pay the fine For the crimes that you've committed Who's paid the fine For the crimes that you've committed? I don't know
5: I don't know who does Other than me What do you got hanging on your neck? A cross Yeah what happened on the cross?
2: Jesus was crucified. Why? Because, what do you, like. Who is Jesus? He's the Son of God. He's God Himself, took on human form, came to this earth, kept every law that you and I have broken. He never lusted, He never lied, He never stole, He never dishonored His parents. He always honored God, He always loved people, always. But then He died on a cross. You know how that went down, don't you? Yeah. They arrested him because the people, the Jews, were angry that he was blaspheming by claiming to be God, which he is. And they beat him and then hung him on a cross to die naked, bloody, bruised. You couldn't even tell he looked like a human being. God did that to pay the punishment, the crime, the fine for your sins. That's what was happening on the cross. That's why so many people wear that thing around your neck because it symbolizes that God died for you a sinner so that the wrath of God could be satisfied and so that God could demonstrate his kindness and his love to you a sinner. You've broken God's laws and Jesus paid your fine. God can have you in his kingdom. He can save you and bring you in based on the merits of Jesus. You can be forgiven for everything you've ever done, not on your own merits, but on the merits of Jesus. And not only then, not only will you be found not guilty, but you'll be seen as righteous because Jesus did everything that you failed to do. He not only took the punishment, but he lived a perfect life on your behalf so that you could be made the righteousness of God, adopted as his child, no longer at war with God, no longer an enemy of God, a child of God with all the heirs of sonship, adopted into his family, because of the God-man who died on that cross. That's what Christianity teaches. There's good news for the sinner. You can't earn your way. You can't do enough to get there. All you've done is blown it. All you've done is sin. And if you think that you've been good enough... To appease God, you've compounded your sinfulness because that's pride and self-righteousness, and it's not an honest assessment of ourself. We have to come clean with God and do what the Bible says, humble ourselves before His hand like a little child doesn't try to make excuses for having his hand in the cookie jar, just confesses his sin, apologizes, genuinely apologizes, and turns from sins. This isn't confessing sins to a man in a box. This is getting on your face before a holy God and saying, I'm sorry, have mercy on me, a sinner. And the Bible says, if you will do that, Evie, if you'll repent and put your trust in Jesus, God says, I'll save you now because of what Jesus did. And he'll see you through his righteous deeds and his death on the cross so that he can be glorified for being such a good God. So there we have justice figured out, we have love figured out, and mercy figured out, harmonized perfectly in that cross around your neck. Wow. That's what the Bible teaches. So now... This is the biggie, and this is between you and God, because I can't judge your heart. Right, you, you could be tolerating me right now, for all I know. The Bible says you've got to repent. Say you're sorry. Agree with God. lose any thought that you've done good, because you haven't. Either God's right on this, or you are. And say, I'm sorry for all of your sins. You don't have to catalog every single sin that you've ever done. Right. God's looking for a broken heart and a contrite spirit, a childlike faith. Anybody who brags, God is going to send away. But anybody who acts like a child and humbles himself, he loves that attitude. And if you'll do that, if you'll say you're sorry and turn from your sins, it doesn't mean you become perfect, but you have a new attitude about them. I hate those things. I hate them because those are the things that put Jesus on that cross. And you throw yourself at his mercy and you put your trust in Jesus. In other words, you submit your will to him. You agree with him. It's all true. And God says, if you'll repent and trust, he will, make you, he will save you. He'll make you his child. It's called being born again in the Bible. Jesus said that unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So I don't know if you've done that or not. You know, God knows. If you've humbled yourself before his mighty hand, and he's made you his child, and you know for a fact you're not at war with God anymore, you've been reconciled by Jesus. Only you know that. So, dude, I would ask you, Please, if you have not done that, I'm going to walk away now And between you and God. Please, consider if what I'm saying to you is true, if it's biblical. I'm not here representing a church. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. The Bible says, by grace, you can be saved through faith. It is a gift of God, not of works, so that nobody can boast. Because if you can do works to get to heaven, then you're going to tell everybody in heaven how good you were. And God is going to be able to tell everybody how good he is by dying for you, a sinner. So only you know if you've been born again or not. Please think about it and know this, that if you will humble yourself, he promises he will not cast you out. He promises. And you will know your conscience will be cleansed, your sins will be forgiven, you'll be in a right relationship with God. That doesn't mean you don't study to be a biochemical engineer, whatever it is that you're doing here. But the center of your life now is Jesus. And you'll live your life for him And it'll all be ordered right And he'll grow in holiness Not to perfection But when you die He'll take you to his kingdom Because of Jesus' perfection And it's a promise You've got God's word on it well, uh-huh. There you go So what do you need to do to be saved? You need to be humbled by it. Right, Just hey I'm sorry With uh, the right the heart holiness. Yep Yep You don't need to go talk to anybody You talk to God You don't need to talk to me You talk to God so I'm just begging you as so you sit underneath this tree. And he made you for his glory. He made you so that you could be saved. So all I can do is ask you to ponder today. You've got a Bible, right? Yeah. All right. Read it. See if what I'm saying is true. Don't trust me. Trust the word. It's the word of life. Okay. Oh. All right. I'll be praying for you as I walk around Thank today. You. All right, Evie. Thanks for the chat, huh? No problem. All right. See you. again man. It's Witness Wednesday at Georgia Tech what's going on with Evie I can tell you what I see or saw but I can't tell you what's going on with Evie I have no idea he has tears in his eye he's somber wow was the response it could be an emotion it could be heartburn it could be the Holy Spirit of God convicting him of his sin of righteousness and the judgment to come? I don't know. And so if you've just tuned into this program and you're a Christian and maybe in the past you've heard people lead somebody in prayer, we don't do that. And the reason is, first of all, the Bible doesn't say to do it. It doesn't mean that somebody doesn't have to call out to God to be saved. But it doesn't say that we need to lead them in that. And furthermore, I don't know What's going on in Evie's heart? I don't know. And even if right now Evie is feeling some guilt, or he's hearing the story and he's thinking, that's amazing good news. It could be quick emotionalism. Do you remember the parable that Jesus said is the one that you must understand or you won't understand any of them? Do you remember which one? The parable of the four soils. Evie, we don't know. Evie could be one that I could have led into a prayer and maybe he would have sprung up really quick and been very excited about Christian things. And then a year goes by, two years goes by, or even a week goes by, and Evie is nowhere to be found. Why? Why? Because in Israel, right underneath the dirt, usually, there would be rock, bedrock, but it would be hard, and so typically what would happen is that if you would plant something the seed that hit the dirt that had the rock underneath it, the, 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 the root would go down, bang, hit the rock. What does it do? It shoots up out of the ground before it's established its root system. And that's exactly what Jesus was warning against. There are those who are stony ground hearers. And so we don't lead people in prayers. Here at Wretched Radio, we let God lead them. And that is far better. And that way we don't grant them assurance that doesn't exist. That way God can grant them assurance because he's the one who's granting them repentance and faith. Until tomorrow, go serve your king.